right, we've got lucky caller number four, Marcus, on the line. If he answers this question, he wins a new car. Let's do this. Okay, for a new car, name the only actor to appear in... And now a message from our sponsor. With 24-7 support and quick and easy claims, Progressive protects what matters most. Progressive. Films all in the same year. Wait, sorry, I, I didn't hear the question. Three seconds, Marcus. Yeah, no, but there was an ad in the middle. He didn't answer. But I didn't hear anything. Oh, Marcus, you dropped it in the dirt. Progressive. There's never a bad time for great protection. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, North Stream, good already this, Eagle Eyes on Tech, I am Eagle Falcon. We've got a lot to talk about today, because there's always going to be a ton of it, and unfortunately, yes, a good chunk of it is COVID-19 related, which, by the way, YouTube has no longer... Taking the silencing hammer to any YouTube video that talks or even mentions the words virus, coronavirus, COVID-19, epidemic, or anything of that nature. Instead, you've probably noticed this for a while, but YouTube has confirmed they are instead just going to post information and a link going to their own website so that you can get informed with accurate information. So now YouTubers can actually provide news and comment about literally the biggest story in the entire world without worrying about having a massive hit taken to their discoverability. Now with that being said, I actually had to scramble very quickly this morning when I was doing the prep for this podcast. Because I thought last night I finished. I finished the prep. All I got to do is just have my refresher sheet ready so I can just go through, get caught up on that. Oh, no, no, no. Foolish me. Because Square Enix decided early on recording day that you know what needs a remaster near replicant for those who don't know one of the games that um that launched recently from square and actually this is about two it's about three years ago now it does not feel like that long ago was actually a very fascinating game called near automata and it actually it was a huge hit too But it was published by Square and developed by, I believe, Platinum Studios? I'm probably wrong on that. Unfortunately, I don't have the exact details on that. And it kind of made everyone go, wow, where did this series come from? Because it was a really fun game. Then people started going through. They found Near Gestalt and Near Replicant, which are both basically the same game. That launched on the PS3 and was originally developed by a studio referred to as the Cavia Studio, which now no longer exists. And of course, that development team did include Yoko Taro, who did lead 
Platinum Studios 2 making Near Automata. So it is confirmed we are going to be seeing Near Replicant, the re- the prequel, or the, not the prequel, what's the right term? The game that came out before Near Automata is going to be coming out on the PS4, and we are expecting this to come out. I do not believe actually we have a release date as of yet. Hmm. Nope, I do not believe we have a release date yet, but we are getting... Predecessor, that's the word we're looking for. Thank you, chat. But we will be seeing this remaster soon. Now, one question that some of us have, what about the games that came out before Nier? The Drakengard games. Now, I'll admit... I've never played the Drakengard games, which were the games that came out before the Nier games. I have been told, quote, don't worry, Eagle, you totally don't need to play that. Unquote. So who knows? From what I understand, Stan, though, um... Drakengard is almost its its own little thing, and then like one ending from the last Drakengard game affects how near starts, and that's basically it. It's like a one thread sort of connection between the two. So there we go. That concludes this kind of sort of breaking news, but not really breaking news. HP Enterprise has said they found a firmware bug that will absolutely brick enterprise-grade SSDs. Now, before you panic and start tearing apart your own computer to see, do you have an HP SSD, I'll save you the trouble. No, you don't. You don't. HP really only makes solid state drives for servers. They are referred to they're referred to as either SOS or U.2 drives. I believe these systems are their SOS SSDs. Yes, the, the the affected ones are their SAS SSDs, which if you got some sauce drives in your system, I don't know what to tell you. You're you're running some interesting tech there. I'm not even running sauce anymore. But the point is, is that uh, these drives can fail after only forty thousand hours of operation. which a lot of you are going, that's it? 40,000 hours? How bad could that be? 
That is only 1,666 days of operation. Which is four and a half years of operation. And on paper, it doesn't seem terrible. Four and a half years, I mean, that's just, you know, four and a half years of continuous use. To the average user, that's probably about as long as your system's going to last. However, this is the enterprise. This is the server world. Those drives are running 24-7. So, in fact, they will hit four and a half years. And let's say you go ahead, you, you're running a server, and you buy, we'll say, 24 of these SSDs. That's actually not uncommon. An entire 2U server can, in fact, take up, can, in fact, hold 24 SSDs. That's not abnormal. The fact that they that because of this bug, they can all fail at the same time. That is catastrophic. The worst thing that could happen is simultaneous failure. Now, a lot of these places are going to run things like ZFS and things like that. And I'm not going to go into that level of of sophistication with how, with how an enterprise runs. But let's say you run 24 drives and you run, say, something that's a fairly standard RAID. For example, I've got one system that runs what's called RAID 6. Specifically, my video editing server runs RAID 6. This means all six of its drives, and it doesn't have to be six in this case, it needs to be at least four, all six of its drives behave as one big drive. And two of those drives are kept as, we'll call them recovery drives. Because that's basically what they are. The actual term is called a parity bit drive. But basically what they do is that they hold data on them that in case any one of the other drives die, it can recreate the lost data on that dead drive. And in the case of RAID 6, you can lose two drives and not lose any data. However, if a third drive dies, all the data is lost. Now take that and say, okay, yes, chat is is saying my description is a little inaccurate because in RAID 6, the, uh, the parity bits are spread across all the drives. Yes, that's technically true. But for this basic explanation, we'll just say there's two, basically two recovery drives, even though that's not true. It's basically how it works. Now take that concept of the RAID 6 and imagine over hundreds of drives this large batch of however many all fail at the same time 
all within hours of each other. That is a ton, underline, ton of data that can be lost. That means you've now got to go to your backup solution. And you better hope your backup solution is also not using these defective drives. Now, fortunately, HP does have a firmware fix out there for these drives. (laughs) But let's be honest here. Those drives are never going to see the update. You want... Think about this for a second. Just just think for a second. You have hundred like these data centers buy hundreds of these drives. Do you think they're gonna have one guy go around to each of their server racks, pull out one defective drive, and that's all they're gonna be able to do is put out like one, two, three, four, only a handful of drives at a time, bring them over to a machine, update the firmware. Then assume the data is going to be lost because of a firmware update. Put that drive back into the RAID. Wait for the RAID to then rebuild the lost data. And then do the same with the next drive. There is a decent chance a lot of these facilities are never going to update that. This is actually a huge blow against HP. When it comes to the enterprise space. Which is already a problem since, you know. Dell, IBM, Lenovo, Fujitsu. There's already plenty of players in this space. And now for HP to have this black eye. I wish you luck. Shifting gears quite a bit. AMD has admitted that graphics IP has been stolen. The source code involving their newest graphic cards, including the very custom GPU-CPU combination chip for the Xbox Series X, is now out in the wild. Now, the thing is, is that with a theft like this, the warrior would be someone trying to recreate the hardware. That, in this case, everyone's saying is very unlikely. What is a concern, though, is with this information being out there, How many vulnerabilities are going to be found? Because that right now is the newest frontier in malicious computer attacks. It's no longer about getting viruses onto a computer. It's no longer about Trojans. It's no longer about worms 
or anything of that nature. It's no longer about phishing attacks, even though phishing attacks are still a huge problem. The new frontier is hardware-based vulnerabilities. For how many months have I come in front of this microphone and said, there is a new vulnerability on the Intel CPU. There is a new vulnerability on the Intel CPU. There is a new vulnerability on the Intel CPU. There is a new vulnerability on this Intel CPU. There's a new vulnerability on the Intel CPU. There's a new vulnerability on the... Fortunately, those sort of things can be patched. And fortunately, those sorts of systems, you can take the performance hit and it may or may not be a big deal. What if a vulnerability is found on the Xbox Series X? And what happens when that has to get patched? And all of a sudden, that AMD CPU or GPU can't perform within spec? See, chat's pointing out something important here. Consoles do, in fact, just run x86, just like PCs. That's the architecture the CPU is based on. But here's the thing. When the development kits go out to the game developers, the game is made for maximum efficiency. That is how something like the PS4, which on paper is an abysmally bad gaming PC, can still run games very well. It's because they squeeze as much efficiency out of that CPU, out of that GPU. What happens when that security patch for the Xbox Series X causes the GPU to run a little slower? It's not a PC. It can't just adjust itself on the fly expecting a weaker than normal GPU. A performance hit like this on the Series X could be devastating. We could see games that take a much harder performance hit than they would on the, on the PCs, or worse, they might not function at all. Now, I don't know how many of these vulnerability how how much how much dna is shared between the xbox series x custom chip and the playstation 5 custom chip cuz with this getting out for the for the xbox chip that could translate over to the ps5 as well amd of course is saying this is no big deal what was stolen is, has nothing to do with security or competitiveness. We'll all be fine. This is fine. This has the potential to be utterly devastating. 
to the new consoles. As far as for the PC market, whatever. A patch here, a patch there, a driver update here, a firmware update there. The PC is so flexible, it can shrug it off and you won't see a difference. The consoles could be a much worse story. It's something to keep a very close eye on, which I guarantee you, we will. Just keep this in the back of your head for a couple years. Just keep it in mind. Also keep in mind that uh, that one thing that all iPhone users brag about is coming back to bite Android users in the butt. One of the biggest things iPhone users brag about is the fact that iPhone just works. Everything is so tightly controlled and apps don't end up in the app store unless they go through severe scrutiny and blah, blah, blah. And everything's, I don't have to worry about this, that, or the other thing. Everything's just fine. It's a phone utopia. Us Android users hear it so often that we get sick of it and then sometimes wonder how it is and then and then we go ahead and get an iPhone for three years and then you're shunned by by your chat for a bit and called a traitor and then when you go back you're then patted on the back and then said welcome back to the fold not that I have any experience about that at all no not at all why, why are you all looking at me like that Why did I ramble off like that? Because once again, it was found that Google security measures had failed to identify over 50 apps that were not just infected by malware, but basically malware itself. Bravo. Bravo. Chat's trying to accuse me of being a filthy Apple Watch user. Joke's on you. Not only do I not have an Apple Watch, I'm not even wearing my Samsung watch. Why am I not wearing my Samsung watch, actually? (laughs) Chat's wondering, also, what are the, um, the apps? Unfortunately... Do we actually have the name of names in the apps from the, from this article from Engadget? I do not believe we do. We do have the name of the malware. The malware is referred to as Techia. And it in fact emulates user clicks to click on banners and whatnot. So you know. On the surface, not too terrible of mower, but can be much, much worse. Oh boy. 
the point is, is that, look, Android users, I'm not going to use this moment as an I told you so. I am not going to sit here and go, this is why Android is so bad. If you want an ecosystem that requires no thought and you just want the phone to work, switch to an iPhone. I'm not going to be that person, even though I just kind of did. I will say this much. If you want a a restricted, worry-free platform, by all means, go with an iPhone. But no, you will not be able to have a lot of the flexibility that Android does. If you are willing to be savvy, if you are willing to put a little bit of effort into looking at an app before you install it, by all means, go with an Android. That is where I've pretty much always stood when it comes to Apple versus Android. Chat says, if you don't want a headphone jack, switch to iPhone. I hate to break it to you. There is no headphone jack on Android. Like, real talk for a second. Name four Android phones that are current and have a headphone jack. I'm waiting. The S10e is not current. That is a year old. The only one that I can think of is the recently released, what is it, Pixel 4e? And the unfortunate thing is, um, someone in the chat mentioned the S10. The uh, the S20 did remove it. The Note 10 removed it. Unfortunately, Android followed Apple, and I wish they didn't. I have an S10 myself. It has a headphone jack. I wish this wasn't the last Samsung phone to have a headphone jack. But it does appear that that's going to be the case. LG dropped headphone jacks before then. The Google Pixel phones, with the exception of the new budget one, all dropped headphone jacks. It's sad, really. But that is what's happened here. All right, well, moving on to even more depressing news. Windows has a zero-day vulnerability, vulnerability, and Microsoft has no patch for it. Yay! Isn't that good stuff? Chat's now challenging me to name five iPhones in the past five years with a headphone jack.
um, the last five years. I can name three that are five years old. That would be the um, the SE, the iPhone 6, and the iPhone 6 Plus. Chat's now coming up with, with Android phones that actually have headphone jacks. Unfortunately, I believe they just listed off a whole bunch that are not considered current. Oh god. This this is now becoming the what happened what what happened to my headphone jack? Some are, some aren't. Oh god. This this is what happens when you talk about the headphone jack. The the unfortunate thing is that it's just And don't don't get me wrong. I wish the I really do wish that the headphone jack wasn't dead. All right, all right. Chat, chat is now like dead set on this, and we'll revisit this after the break. And okay, current Android phones. Meaning that there is not that that it is a phone you can buy new now and is not replaced by a different phone. Like the S10 was replaced by the S20, though you still can buy the S10. The S10 is a last generation product. That is what we're defining as current. All right, back to the Windows exploit because now we're going off into the weeds of where are my headphone jack. Not to belittle it, I do love headphone jacks. It's so helpful when the Bluetooth sucker dies and also when I want to listen to music that isn't through a Bluetooth. The vulnerability is looking to be patched. We will most likely see a patch come out on Tuesday... But for now, the only thing that can be done to prevent this vulnerability that will most likely never be used on you, because more than likely the targets for this are going to be data centers, of course, is first, excuse me, disabling the preview pane and details pane in Windows Explorer. Disabling web web client service. and renaming atmfd.dll or alternatively disabling the file from the registry that is apparently what needs to be done right now to avoid this vulnerability i'm not going to lie i am probably not going to be doing this because in the end a user like me is not the target of a vulnerability like this. It's going to be a data center. It is going to be a large company. 
Getting a hold of one guy's computer is not going to be all that valuable. And on top of that, I expect this Tuesday there will be an update which will most likely download and install automatically because Windows Updates does that. That will patch this anyway. Chat is still coming up with phones that have it. Apparently the Nokia 6.2 has it. Has a headphone jack still. I have a feeling that's just like a meme answer and like the Nokia 6.2 is like a flip phone or something of that nature. Alright, last last story before we get to our first break. Computex 2020 has been rescheduled to September! The actual convent the actual convention will be happening then however there will be press announcements going on during the time Computex would normally happen and that's where we should be seeing where I expect to be seeing anyway new GPUs but Computex will be happening September 28th to the 30th funny enough uh, Games Done Quickly also Reschedule themselves for for like what is it September I believe they have it though games done quickly will also be doing a uh, small charity event when they normally would have summer games done quickly and that will be going towards coronavirus relief. Actually, here in Wisconsin, our big uh, our big music festival, Summerfest, got postponed into September. Because when I think of a music festival called Summerfest, I think early fall. Oh boy. Now I'm not going to get into the weeds of whether it will or whether the whole COVID-19 will will or will not be over in summer. Based on what I'm hearing, it probably will be. But I don't know. No one knows. And actually I lied. I'm going to get one more thing out of the way before we go to the first break. Google I.O. is straight up canceled. Just straight up. The actual in-person convention was before just was before canceled and it was only going to be online. Now it's just straight up not happening. No online presentations, no online announcements, no webinars, nothing. You you know, I'll ask, why? Well, Google say it's because of the recent shelter-in-place orders. They are looking out for the safety of their employees to just cancel the online-only 
event. But, uh, again, why? Google, are you saying it's impossible to broadcast events from a house? Is it impossible to put together presentations from home? Are you saying it's impossible to collaborate with each other over the internet using tools like Google Hangouts? But I, I don't get it. I really don't get it. It would be one thing if it was going to, if it was like, I don't know, a freaking convention of people who do, of Amish people or something like that. Or, or like, if it was a company that doesn't specialize in bringing the world together through technology. But if there was anyone that could figure out how to bring the world together through technology, how to make this sort of thing happen, wouldn't it be Google? I, I, I feel like I'm taking crazy pills trying to figure out why Google can't put together a digital-only webinar. Granted, it would be a very big webinar, but it's still a webinar. I mean, if I can put together, you know, what I have here, this little podcast with a little studio at home, you would think Google would figure this out, right? Chat thinks it's because they have to be within six feet of their computers. Oh, you see, we cracked the code. We figured it out. We're going to take our break here 40 minutes into the podcast. When we come back, a whole bunch of stuff that is being given out for free all because of the pandemic. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying these are things you want to know about. Welcome back, Eagle Eyes on Tech. I'm Eagle Falcon. Surprise, surprise, it's 2020. And we need to go talk more about COVID-19 because it is literally the only story taking over the entire world. There are some very fascinating uh, resources out there to help keep people informed and also what to do about the pandemic. For starters, you, in fact, can ask Siri, which I am not going to demonstrate on the podcast because I no longer own an Apple phone. 
Mostly because I like my headphone jack. And back to the topic we were talking about before, why? Why, Samsung? Why have you forsaken the ways of the headphone jack? You were the chosen one. I digress, though. You can, in fact, talk to Siri. Tell Siri your symptoms, and Siri will recommend if you really should go see a doctor or not. Which then, if you are as stubborn as me, you will then ignore and then make the judgment yourself. Chat just wants me to admit that I've lost when it comes to current Android phones having headphone jacks. I'm not! I'm not going to admit that for one main reason. It's still a problem. It is still a problem in the world of Android phones, just as it is in the world of iPhones, that the headphone jack is very quickly vanishing from premium phones. Right now, in order to get a headphone jack, you've either got to A downgrade to either an older phone or a budget phone of some way, shape, or form, or B, go with a sketch brand. It's true! Every single phone that chat mentioned, here, I'll actually bring up the list here. Because the the list almost makes my point. The only phones here that are actually, like, known, that are known brands, that are actually, like, flagships, is the S10, which is, you know, last year's flagship. Otherwise, we're going with Xiaomi. LG, I was actually surprised does in fact make a phone that has a headphone jack. So, at least LG is fighting the good fight. Asus, which as much as I love them, they are still kind of a eh kind of brand when it comes to the cell phone market. Although I hear great things about the phones. But then you're going to like Nubia, to Xiaomi, to Motorola. Who's heard of Motorola? On that same note, actually, what happened to Motorola? How did Motorola go from the colossal titan that they were to, like, an afterthought? It's actually kind of stunning what's all happened to the thing. Uh also, chat's calling me out for not being able to name five iPhones in the last five years of the headphone jacks. It's literally a rigged challenge. But that's the point! Again, it's not about who does and who doesn't have headphone jacks. The point is that they're vanishing, and that's the problem! And it's all because of wireless earbuds that we can swallow.
Someone in the chat says Motorola is not, not obscure. My entire household has Motorola phones. Okay, that's fair. But that is one in how many? What was the last major phone Motorola released? Toilet paper was vanishing. Oh my god, chat. All right. We we need to we need to shift gears. We're we're going down hole we're going down rabbit holes that are not uh that are not pleasant. Do not pay's new service will help get you bill expansions due to the coronavirus. All right, Motorola did release the new Razer, which also does not have have a headphone jack. And also the new Razer is like defective. I can see chat really just wants to talk about the the world and shape of the smartphone market then actually talk about COVID-19. Not that I blame them, mind you. I'd much rather talk about smartphones than COVID. But can we just can we just all agree that the new Motorola Razor is nowhere close to being worth the money? Like, at all. Between the defective screens, the no headphone jack, and the fact that this $1,500 phone uses processors, RAM, and everything that are more comparable to a phone that is a year and a half older than it actually is. We didn't forgive Red for doing that. Why the heck are we forgiving Motorola? Because they made a phone that reminds us of a simpler time? I could forgive that if it weren't for the fact the screen was defective from the get-go and has the lifespan of roughly three months. Uh, we're actually running out of time very quickly. We're we're only like 20% into the stack of stories I've got. And we're already 45 minutes into this podcast. Man, our pacing is awful. In any case, do not pay will has the ability to help you through through the legal guidelines of trying to put off pay, paying bills if you are struggling because of the COVID-19 pandemic. You can check them out at... I actually cannot find find it. If you Google do not pay, no spaces, I'm sure you will find it. All right, we need to move on. Google has officially launched their website that will, in fact, also connect people with resources, information about COVID-19 so that we can make sure that accurate information goes around and not misinformation. I cannot even begin to tell you how many people have come at, at to our work and concerned that COVID-19 can remain can can be airborne in the air for days. 
That is absolutely not true. I don't know who started that information. It is driving me insane. <sighs> Get informed! Amazon is making all their kids shows on their Amazon Prime streaming service free to stream. So you can go ahead and enjoy that. Or just get them Animal Crossing. I know that'll cost more, but then they will be distracted forever. We will talk more about that down the road. Oh my god. And now this one website is warning me I have an ad blocker on. Microsoft has implemented a chatbot that will it, that will much like Siri also be able to diagnose your symptoms and let you know if you should go to a hospital to get looked at. Huzzah, huzzah, get informed. CBS is offering a free month of all access to everyone out there. So that way you too can go take a look at their show Picard. Honestly, I have not heard much good information about the show. Like what's chat's opinion on on Picard? How many people have have actually seen it? The early word I've heard is that it's a letdown. Watch Picard. It was great. Watch Picard. Hated it. Chat is currently split 50-50 on this. I'd start a poll, but I already know chat will go out of its way to make sure it is tied. And also demand an option saying I like pie. At the same time, though. You can just go to CBS All Access and watch it for yourself and develop your own opinion. And it won't cost you anything other than the time to actually go watch it. Also, Chad is now giving me flack for having an ad blocker on. Look, I wouldn't have an ad blocker on if it weren't for the fact a lot of these websites that have these news, what they love doing is having auto-playing ads. And I know this is getting off topic, but this actually drives me nucking futs. Is news sites with automatic playing videos and having them be ads. It is absolutely distracting when I have 40-some stories open to do a podcast, and then I shift over a tab, and then all of a sudden, an ad blasts. And it's going to be something irrelevant, too, because their ad tracking technology is god-awful. Like, that's the last thing I'd want, is for this podcast to all of a sudden have someone else's Viagra ad being blasted through. Thanks. Thanks, obscure site. Like CNN. Google's sister company, Verily, is rolling out drive-through coronavirus testing. 
Unfortunately, it's only available right now in the Bay Area. They hope to have it up and running in other states soon. Chats now accuse it being my Viagra ad. I refuse to take ownership of these Viagra ads. They they clearly are not targeting me. No, absolutely, absolutely not. God dang it! I I knew I should have picked something other than Viagra. Now now chat's just just going on 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 this point. Minecraft is offering free educational content content for students who are stuck at home. You know what? I am all for it. If you, God dang it, chat. If your Viagra ad persists for longer than four hours, consult a doctor. God dang it, chat. <laughs> Minecraft is offering educational co- content. If you're a student, you're stuck at home, go check it out. You might learn learn something. And hopefully it's actually something that applies to the, to the real world. I honestly have no idea what Minecraft educational department is. I'm not going to lie. I have not played Minecraft in years. I should actually go see if I can actually access my Minecraft account. That's something I really should do. Comcast and Verizon are making some on-demand viewing free. So if you have Xfinity, you can view certain content that you probably weren't going to watch in the first place for free. I I guess if you have it, go check it out, but I'm not going to get my hopes up. It's Comcast. Do any of you have hope on that? I don't. Plex Live TV, on the other hand, is available for free for three months. Plex is actually a very fascinating service. Like, it really is. And I actually do recommend, in this time of everyone being at home and testing things and just unable to do a whole lot, by all means, check it out. It is a service definitely worth looking into. Unity Engine is making its premium game dev tutorials free until June 20th. So instead of panicking, you can just see if you can make make games. Why not? Verizon, AT&T are going to waive their data cap fees during the pandemic if you call up and say you were affected by the pandemic. They are waiving these fees only to those who have been affected negatively by the pandemic. I hate to break it to, to Verizon AT&T, but um, l- let me tell you a secret. If you can fog a mirror, there is a 99.5% chance that you have been affected negatively by the pandemic. Because literally the entire world has been affected negatively by the pandemic in some way, shape, or form. Literally everyone. And finally, before we get to our 
to our next break. Coronavirus has pushed folding at home to a new milestone. Folding at home, if you don't know, is the... What's the right term for it? It is the project started by Stanford University to use idle compute power of home users' computers, their CPUs, and their GPUs to do basically supercomputer workloads. When the pandemic of coronavirus first started, there was a big push, and I'll admit, I'm part of it as well, to install folding at home and put our combined resources towards discovering how the virus behaves so that virus so that viruses so that vaccines and potentially treatment can be discovered last week we reported that folding at home is now more powerful combined than the top 7 supercomputers in the world now folding at home is the first Performance powerhouse that is able to exceed an exaflop of compute performance. Yeah, Microsoft over there talking about how they can perform, what is it, six teraflops or whatever the heck they they were bragging about. How about one million times that? Boom. And yes, as chat pointed out, that is over one quintillion operations per second. That is staggering. The actual term is distributed computational project, by the way. It is incredible to see that. All right, we're now an hour into this. We're going to take a break here. When we come back, let's talk a little bit about Half-Life coming back from the dead and what it could possibly mean. You heard you could save big when you bundle home and auto with Progressive, so you went online to check it out. But then you saw a link for a survey about which type of bread you are. And now you're on question 17, barely scratching the surface of your bread identity. You always thought of yourself as a brioche, but are you actually more of a pumpernickel? Ah, yes. They said it was easy to save money bundling with Progressive, but they forgot about the rest of the Internet. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Welcome back, Eagle Eyes on Tech. I'm Eagle Falcon. So, Half-Life Alex launched. And first off, what people are rediscovering is that we were expecting a VR game that was going to tax systems. Like, everyone just assumed, you know, the Half-Life Alex launched with Valve's new, what is it, $1,000 Valve Index 
No, a VR system? First off, it is not the case. You can, in fact, run Half-Life Alex on basically basically whatever the heck kind of VR setup you want, and it's fully compatible. You have the best control, obviously, with the Valve Index since it's built for its unique controller, but it is 100% playable on pretty much any PC VR headset. And in fact, on just about any VR-capable GPU, you'll be fine. You probably should be on a more modern, like a 2060 or a 2070, even though there's no ray tracing in it, or blah, 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 blah. But it is great to see that VR gaming on this is relatively accessible since before VR was always deemed of well cost of entry is going to be like three grand or something gotta go get whatever the most expensive GPU is and over a thousand dollars worth of VR gear and dedicate a room to it yay fortunately that's not the case with Half-Life Alex, and hopefully that means it's not going to be the case for most VR titles down the road. But here's one aspect I want to look at. Does Half-Life Alex mean that there is definitely going to be a Half-Life 3? I can't tell you how many different discords and communities I've kind of peeked in on that said, there's a teaser at the end of Half-Life Alex. Half-Life 3 confirmed! Half-Life 3 confirmed! Half-Life 3 confirmed! Slow down. Half-Life 3 is not confirmed. Heck, I won't even say a Half-Life Alex 2 is confirmed. Let me inject a little bit of reality into this, even though you're all going to hate me for saying this. Absolutely nothing is confirmed. This doesn't mean Half-Life Alex 2 is confirmed. It doesn't mean Half-Life 2 Episode 3 is confirmed. Half-Life 2.5 is not confirmed. Half-Life 2.8 Final Mix is not confirmed. None of that is confirmed. And I swear to God, Valve, if you do pull a Kingdom Hearts and make a Valve 2.8, I am going to be very upset. I'm going to be very, very upset. That That's no. Just, just No. Just because there is a cliffhanger does not guarantee there's going to be a sequel. How long have we been sitting on the Half-Life 2 Episode 2 cliffhanger?
Yeah, us older gamers got to remind the youngins that, by the way, we had a massive, underline, massive cliffhanger from the last Half-Life game. And what was our payoff for eagerly waiting for that cliffhanger? Nothing. We still, to this day, have no resolution to Half-Life 2, Episode 2. Yeah, the only thing we got out of that was a decade of memes. It's literally true, though. All right, let's talk Apple. First off, Apple killed the headphone jack. Because that's the theme today, apparently, is who killed the headphone jack. Apple did it. And everyone else followed them like sheep, and I'm still ticked about it. On the bright side, Apple is giving us free ebooks and audiobooks because of COVID 19. Yay. Real talk, though, that actually is kind of cool. So if you got an if you got an Apple device, you too can enjoy free ebooks and free audiobooks. All you got to do is just launch Apple Books or fire up your Android phone. Absolutely ruin your Android phone by trying to root it, install iOS that way, and then worry about the driver nightmare that is going to be trying to get iOS to run on your Android phone. And then you could barely get your audiobook, your ebooks, and most likely not your audiobooks because you don't have the proper audio drivers. And there you go. You got your free ebook on an Android phone. Don't do that, by the way. Do not, under any circumstances, do that. Apple did, however, roll out with their new operating system update. A feature that I actually do legitimately wish would spread outside of the Apple ecosystem. It is called Universal Purchase Support. If you purchase a version of an app, you get the equivalent version for your iPhone, your iPad, your watch, your TV, and the macOS version as well. So, for example, let's pretend we live in a horrifying parallel universe where I am a giant Apple fanboy and I stream off my Mac Pro and my spare and I game on my iMac and I have an iPhone and an iPad and a server room full of X serves. Let's pretend we live in that horrifying alternate reality. First off, wake up from that nightmare right now because that is scary as heck. But then let's say I go ahead and I buy iWork. All right, I I am giving in to true Apple fanboyism and I go buy iWork. Oh, and an Apple Watch. I'm sorry, I forgot an Apple Watch. Silly me. Let's say I go buy iWork. Well, now I also have iWork 
for my iPad, for my iPhone, and also I can put iWork on my Xserves. That's actually really nice. And I, for one, say, good on you, Apple. See, everyone else? This is a feature you should copy! Copy this! Don't copy deleting and omitting headphone jacks! I should just be grateful that no one copied Apple's abysmal butterfly keyboard switches. Along with the new operating system update, iCloud now has folder sharing. So now, Apple users in this horrifying alternate reality where I have everything Apple, and also I assume I'm also broke, I can now finally do what every other cloud service could since the dawn of time and share folders with other iCloud users. Apple just got this. Apple just got the ability for their cloud service to share files. (sighs) In cooler news, uh, Apple News did get time-synced lyrics as a feature. So you actually get the lyrics in real time with the music on the screen. That actually is kind of cool. Especially if you listen to older music where it is impossible to tell what the heck the singer is singing. Also, by the way, uh, the, the new iOS beta has has new memojis. So now you too can enjoy new fresh nightmares. Yay. You know what I actually just realized? The new Macs do not have any of the new facial tracking stuff. Apple preached how superior the iPhone was because it had this new facial tracking technology. The ability to scan scan a face very well and also animate these horrifying nightmares using that technology. It's only the iPhone and the iPad Pro that has it. None of the Macs have it. None of the iPads that people actually want to buy and don't fold in half like a sack of potatoes have it. It's just the overpriced iPad Pro and the iPhones. Be afraid. It's coming. I'm telling you. Now, if you are one of these, uh, one of these Apple guys, 
you can, in fact, get Final Cut Pro X and Logic Pro X as free trials for longer, all thanks to COVID. So, uh, you can go ahead and try that. I don't see many people taking advantage of this. Can you think of many people that are just like, man, I have this $3,000 Mac sitting around. What can I do with it? I know I can learn how to edit videos. I actually, chat, um, someone in chat just like, oh, by the way, Final Cut Pro X is is CPU rendering exclusive only. I don't know if that's the case, but it wouldn't surprise, no, actually. Then why would they be pushing C- GPU so much recently in their Pro products? I have no idea. People have been recently talking about how Apple's new App Store rules is straight up forbidding services like Google Stadia, GeForce Now, and Microsoft's xCloud. The xCloud right now, though, is actually available, but only for the Master Chief Collection, not for anything else on the service, but these services that let you stream games onto the phone are exclusively banned on the iPhone. Now, why could that be? I'm sure Apple did it solely for stability. I mean, these services are just beaming so much data to the phone it could wear out the RAM so much quicker. Yeah, that must be it. It, it must have. It, that must be it. It's because their RAM is so sensitive. It's it's to protect the RAM, and definitely not because Apple has the Apple Arcade, their own supposed cloud gaming service. Even though it actually does no game streaming whatsoever, and you just download games on demand and run them locally on the phone no that's that's clearly it It, it's clear it's clearly to save the ram oh there we go right there, there there we go it's because this primitive technology of stadia is just not able to take advantage of the advanced, high-end, next-generation, beautiful technology that is the iPhone. There we go, chat. Now, now we're on to something. Shifting gears off Apple because there's only so much smugness I can handle in one day. Twitch has announced new features when it comes to handling harassment on the platform. So now, when you time someone out, this means that a moderator or the streamer does what's called timing them out. It means that that user 
cannot talk in chat for the duration of the timeout. That's it. I want to stress that. Now, you might be thinking, wait a minute, that's how timeout always worked. Yeah. It is, in fact, exactly how timeout has always worked. Banning someone now in Twitch will forever make them unable to talk in chat and also it will cause them to not appear in the viewer list. Well, that's not that much. Why Why is people talking about all, all this crazy stuff? Ha ha ha. Here is where things get much more strict in how it works and how it functions. If you block someone on Twitch, this is not something a moderator can do, by the way. This means that you have to block someone. That person will be removed from your followers list. They will be removed from your friends list. It will forbid them from following or friending you in the future, they can no longer whisper you. They can no longer host you. They cannot purchase sub gifts or sub to you. And it will filter their messages out of chats that you don't moderate. It will not I want to stress this. It will not IP ban them. It will, however, apply these sort of things to alternate accounts they make. So let's say I have a very persistent troll. We'll call him Eagle Stalker 69. And Eagle Stalker 69 is getting a little too creepy for my tastes. Trying to pin down where I live to find my house and do whatever. And then I go block them. Even if they go ahead and make Eagle Stalker 70, they will still basically be blocked. It will not, however... IP ban them. Chat's wondering if bit donations will work as well. Uh, no. They are also unable to cheer. They will, they can, however, still donate. Because that's on a different system. So we want to just make that clear. There is no way to like ban an entire campus IP by accident. There's no way a mod can ban an entire campus IP. They, in fact, can still watch your stream. And this has actually been one thing that has bothered me ever since I started streaming. 
those who don't know, when I first started streaming, the main game I streamed was called Jackbox. And these are very interactive games. We had countless troll attacks. People trying to get into the game and doing everything they can to ruin the game. Doing things like making their names racial slurs, making their answers racial slurs, that those sort of things. Jackbox has some tools to filter that out, but if they go ahead and try to make sure they are every single contestant in the game, well, it starts making it unfun for everyone. Our answer to that was always, well, ban them. They can still watch the stream and still enter the games. So there's, so this is not a solution to that. This is, however, still a good step towards helping to stop creepy stalkers. All right, shifting off Twitch, we, we look over to GameStop. Word has come out from the website Gamasutra that GameStop is going to be closing at least 320 stores. Huh. What did I say a couple weeks ago? Was it even last week? It might have even been just last week. It was last week. This whole this whole COVID-19 thing, I swear, it is making these weeks feel like months. But I digress. What I said last week was that GameStop is in a situation where they are going to use any excuse they can to keep these stores open to generate revenue. Because when push comes to shove, they are that hurting. And I was willing to bet that if these stores had to close down, those employees would definitely be out of a job because they would not open again. Surprise. Here you go. Over 300 stores are shutting down. And there is no word if it's due to the COVID-19 situation. I'm sure it's playing a role in it, though. Or if it's because far more people are ordering digital copies of games rather than physical copies. But surprise, surprise. It's all closing down. That actually reminds me, I need to figure out, uh, I need to make uh, plans to get a copy of the Final Fantasy VII Remake. It's only 12 days away. Like, until I recently rediscovered that it just it felt like it was still months away my perspective of time is absolutely shot we're gonna take hopefully we're gonna take our final break here when we come back huawei revealing their next generation phones 
And yes, there is no headphone jack on them. What do you want a da-da-da? What do you want a da-da-da? I'm not a da with a da-da-da. We could switch to Progressa da. Oh yeah. We could switch to Progressa and sa. Mkaw. We could sa enough to buy some za. Oh yeah. Let's switch to Progressa da da and get some za with the money we saw. Yeah. Now we know we're gonna da da da. These days, nothing is normal and everything is weird. But you could still save big when you switch to Progressive. It might just be the most normal thing you da to da. Quote to da at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Welcome back, Eagle Eyes on Tech. I'm Eagle Falcon. Huawei has unveiled their newest, latest smartphones. The Huawei P40 and P40 Pro both revealed, and they totally aren't basically complete clones and ripoffs of the Samsung Galaxy S20. No siree. Ignore the fact that it has the exact same rectangular giant camera bump that apparently is what passes for modern design nowadays. Ignore the fact that it has the same periscope camera in it, which in all fairness, Huawei put on a phone before Samsung did. But ignore all that. Also ignore the fact that it has a camera wound on the front to house two front-facing cameras. Ignore all that. These things are totally unique. Totally, totally unique. But here's the thing. First off, these phones are not going to be ideal for use just because they're not going to have the stock Android applications. There is going to be no Android Play Store. There's going to be none of the functions from an Android phone you expect, despite the fact that it does run Android. There is also the fact that these phones, they're priced to be more expensive than the Samsung S20 line. It starts at a thousand euros, and the Pro version starts at 1400 euros. So there's a couple of things to take away from this. One, Huawei wants to go out there and tell everyone they are not the budget brand. No siree. Not only is Huawei going to be the brand that is known for helping sketchy government spy on people, They're also going to be the brand that is going to charge you to spy on you. The other thing this shows is, thanks, Samsung. 
you're now making the choice between paying rent and getting a phone more acceptable. I'll tell you what, I'm not okay with this. I'm not. On one hand, I do like what's going on with the cameras. I'm a big fan of that. Of the quality getting better and better and better. And for the common person needing a low-end professional camera, less, less, and less. But holy cow! To mainstream $1,000 for a phone is staggering. This is what 2020 is bringing you. COVID-19, panics, and Android phones making the iPhone look cheap. I'm not okay with this. I'm not. Royale has revealed the Flex Pi 2. Chat is correct. At least 2020 did give us both Animal Crossing and Doom Eternal, which, by the way, the number of memes crossing over Doom Eternal and Animal Crossing is both staggering and amazing. Quite possibly nothing is going to bring me anywhere close to as much joy as the crossovers of Doom Eternal and Animal Crossing. As far as I'm aware, no chat, there is no mod yet. None that's like well known. But in any case, the FlexPi 2 has been revealed, which is the next generation of the world's first folding phone and unfortunately we don't know much about it other than quote we made it better yeah okay we'll see when it comes out what the price is going to be and more importantly how quickly will it take for jerry rig everything to absolutely destroy it NVIDIA RTX cards get a very good upgrade with DLSS 2.0. So right now, the high-end RTX cards, first off, cost a kidney. And I'm still not okay with that. But then also, in order to use their flagship features, being DLSS and ray tracing, both cost a massive hit in performance for results that were not too great. Ray tracing, you didn't see a whole lot of very good effects with it because, well, ray tracing was new and we didn't. no one really used it yet. And DLSS 1 was not great, like at all. However, DLSS 2 
impacts the graphic card significantly less and provides a much better improvement in the results. So, good on that. I'm going to leave it to uh, the rest of the tech community to determine whether it is significant enough or not. But just at the first glances, it does look like a great improvement. But considering the fact the bar was so low before it was under the earth, it was not hard to go over it. Firefox is rolling out a beta version of their new web browser, I think is what it is. They call it the Firefox for a better web with scroll. The whole point is to offer a web browser that is more secure. Both on the front end and on the back end. And concerning the fact that the general public is starting to realize, wow, everything is spying on me. I don't think I'm okay with everything spying on me. Well, then I have good news for you. Welcome. Embrace Firefox. No, seriously, like, embrace Firefox. Like, no sarcasm or creepiness implied. Like, go download Firefox. Go try it out. Go see if you can actually run the web through Firefox as well as you could with through Chrome. No, I don't mean that sarcastically. I know it's hard to tell because I always sound sarcastic, but I actually do mean that. Go give it a shot. Tesla's autopilot is now one step closer to taking over the Earth. It can now recognize traffic signals. I want this headline to get out there as much as possible for two reasons. One, so that people now know that, hey, self-driving cars are getting closer and closer to being real and now are more reliable. And two, so that people realize that autopilot does not mean the blasted car is going to drive itself intelligently. If only now it recognizes traffic signals, guess what? That means you need to stop watching SpongeBob on your phone while driving. Stop it! Stop it! There are far too many idiots out there who keep thinking autopilot means autopilot. It does not. It's just the name of the feature. It just keeps the car moving. And that's basically it. Ah! Stop watching SpongeBob and driving. People are talking about texting and driving be- being the real killer. It it is a problem. But the Tesla owners out there watching Netflix while driving. Those are the ones that are really going to get themselves killed and already have. In a world of uh, pandemics and all sports being canceled forever, 
At least that's what it feels like here in 2020. NASCAR fans have found a way to get their fill. And I gotta give them credit. This is actually genius. Pro drivers are driving competitively in simulators, and that is airing on television since the NASCAR races are being canceled. Ladies and gentlemen, esports grows stronger. I'm not going to lie. I have mixed feelings about that, though. But the fact that, like, the actual athlete, quote-unquote athletes are embracing it, are embracing it to this degree does amuse me greatly. Now, here's a... Here's a headline for you that just makes you shake your head. FBI arrests man for hawking fake coronavirus prevention pill. This man also allegedly claimed that he works with Magic Johnson. Hey, did you know the main reason that COVID-19 is so scarifying, scary to most is that there is no certified treatment for it yet and that there is no vaccine or magical prevention pill even though it has a death rate of close to 1% that's what's scaring most people yeah it's true guess what that means random guy on street does not have a prevention pill And no, Magic Johnson is not going to be the guy that just spontaneously has, has has the cure. What was that? Wasn't it like an wasn't it a South Park episode that discovered the cure for AIDS was injecting money or or, or wasn't that a South Park plot or something stupid like that? The point is, there's no cure yet. And what you should do is listen to trusted sources. Uh, And of course, someone in chat actually does bring up chloroquine phosphate. Actually, though, real real talk, uh, hydrochloro... What is it? Hydrochloroquine phosphate actually is being tested right now as a potential treatment, but it's not ready yet. Yes, chloroquine could be a drug that is used as treatment for COVID-19. No, do not drink freaking aquarium cleaner because it has chloroquine in it. That's the equivalent of saying, oh, wow, hand sanitizer can kill viruses. I should drink hand sanitizer. No! 
not being stupid. Uh. By the way, real quick, before we actually do get to our last verb story, I forgot to actually get the story in my stack. Actually, I think there was an ad for it on one of the websites we actually looked at. But Lego actually did make a uh, a Lego kit to recreate. There it is. To recreate the the 3D FX Voodoo graphic card. I am greatly amused that this Lego kit exists to make an old school graphic card. Granted, the graphic card will not work because it is Legos. But the fact that it's a Lego kit does amuse me greatly. Which brings us to our last burb, the last story of the day, the weirdest story of the day. And yes, I'm sorry. It is COVID-19 related. People are using Animal Crossing New Horizons to host birthday parties, weddings, and dates while stuck inside. (laughs) It's funny and sad at the same time with the majority of I would say the majority of the world now in fact being in some form of a quarantine or a stay-at-home order of some kind. It is kind of funny to see the new Animal Crossing game suddenly filling this void of being the online hub for people to go meet and talk with each other. And it's not like it's a obscure thing at all because people have been doing this with various MMORPGs for a while now in fact there's plenty of anime out there that talks about pe- that talks about people living a second life on some form of an MMO whether it be a futuristic VR game or otherwise usually it's some kind of VR game whether it be like Dot Hack or Sword Art Online or there's a couple other ones I can't remember the names of, but those are like the first two that pop in my head. And then now to see, hey, we're going to go back to those roots and basically go be social on Animal Crossing. It kind of does both make you laugh and kind of smile to see that even in these tough times, people will still find a way to go say hi to a friend folks that is gonna do it for this episode of eagle eyes on tech the episode that almost went two hours when it was planned to be one i know we got a little ranty but thank you so much for watching and listening mostly listening please also check out my daily podcast the early burb briefing that airs at 4 a.m 
every single day of the week. And also check out my Twitch page at twitch.tv slash eaglefalcon. We actually did just update our Discord page to actually have all the links for all the major podcast platforms where both of my podcasts can be found. Take care, and we'll see you next time. the real question though will Animal Crossing support you know what I'm going to let other people figure that out you know you know what the, the less I know about what people are doing on Animal Crossing I think the more sane I will go because beyond just going and having birthday parties we- weddings there was a graduation ceremony that was that was held on Animal Crossing I think after that, though, it's just going to go down a dark rabbit hole that I want to know nothing about. To remind pet owners that Progressive covers pets on our auto policy at no extra charge, we're making a really cute pet-themed radio commercial. Hear that snoring? Two sleeping puppies. Oh, they're awake! And they're heading over to that cute chubby baby that's just sitting there. What? Oh, now they're licking his face. Words will never do this justice. You'll just have to picture it. Get coverage for your pets with an auto policy from Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Coverage for cats and dogs included with the purchase of collision coverage and is subject to policy terms.